odd confession. I almost sent a nude picture to my daughter this week. And before you want me to be arrested, listen to the story first. So in our bathroom, on the mirror, we write notes to each other on little stickies. And sometimes we, well, we write them back and forth, but sometimes she writes them to herself. So before her basketball game, and we'll talk about that later, I actually was trying to take a picture of the note that she had written to herself is right before my shower so i was just taking a quick pic gonna send it to her and then get on with my day i realized as i'm about to send it that there is more of joe in this picture because it is on a mirror than i want to be exposed uh and i was about to send my daughter about a thousand hours of therapy if I had clicked send <laughs> so because of that experience i reached out and said send me some of your funnies or your fails via text that has been sent in. Uh, some of the responses are absolutely hilarious, both from moms and dads. So we're going to hop into those right now, right? So the text message reads, mom, stop. You are not funny. You never make jokes. Mom's reply, I made you. <laughs> yeah, that is a savage response. Uh, shout out to you, mom. I love that one. This is coming from dad. Hey, honey, did you pick up those assholes yet? Wrong person, dad. Sorry, that was meant for your mother. <laughs> Wait, what asshole? Do you mean me and my sister? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yes. <laughs> Damn, dad. Uh, child to mom. Mom, where are you? Leaving Walmart. Halfway home. Why, sweetie? You brought me to Walmart with you. Oh, darn. <laughs> Be there in a bit. Yo, I haven't done that yet, but I listen, call mom, mom I'm calling mom out right now. Mom did leave me at a funeral home once. Uh and there was no cell phone. So she just remembered at some point and came back and uh got me. That one that one actually it's a little deep now that I think about it. Uh child to dad. Dad, remember when you gave me your old phone? Yes. Well, I was playing around with it, right? Yeah. Nice pictures of mom from dad. Shit. Da, 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 da. Yo, you guys. So that obviously was super, very close to the situation that I had. Uh, but be careful with that. Make sure it's completely cleared. See what we got. Uh, from child. Hey, mom, I've decided I'm coming out. Oh, Michael, dad and I always knew you were gay, but I'm a tad shocked you texted me. I love you no matter what. No, mom, I'm not gay. I sent, but I sent my text before I could finish. I'm coming out to see you and dad in May. And mom replies, LOL, we love you no matter what type of coming out you do. <laughs> Yo, uh, uh, can you imagine your family thinking that you were gay? Uh, and I mean, obviously it'd be great that they're so loving, but that they haven't brought that up. Or I mean, I don't even know how you would address that, but that is actually hilarious. Um, and the last one, hey, honey, how's your day? Good, I'm having the best weed of my life. Dad replies, oh, me too. Where did you get yours from? No, 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 no. I meant weak. Wait, what, Dad? <laughs> Let's not tell Mom about this conversation. Yo, so imagine coming out to your kid about your weed experience uh, via text, but also apparently Mom doesn't know what's going on. Uh, just wanted to share some of those funnies and those fails via text. Uh, I know I'm going to have some in the future, but glad that I avoided that little picture fiasco. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's get into the podcast. So 
Welcome to the Wake Up Warrior Podcast. I'm still your guy, Joe. The Wake Up Warrior Podcast is a place for parents to learn, grow, maybe think a little bit differently. If you're enjoying on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, please. If you're listening on one of the other podcast platforms, then make sure that you leave a review, especially those five-star ones. If you don't think it's five-star yet, that's okay. Wait till the end of this episode. Hopefully you will. And if you still don't, please just give me another chance. Biggie, biggie, give me one more chance for a five-star review. Also, if you are listening and you hear this sound, that usually means that on the video version on YouTube that I've put something on the screen, either myself making a correction after the fact or showing you something that I'm currently talking about. Sometimes I mention it, but if you hear that ding sound, then you know that something is on the screen. And if it's important to you, make sure you go and check it out. So we're going to get into today's tough topic. And today's tough topic is going to be why the people that you love most, your people, don't support you, especially when you're going after that new risky or adventurous thing. So I've kind of broken this down into four main reasons. And we'll really talk at the end about how or why that's even important in general. So what are the four reasons that I feel that the people that we love, the people, our people don't support us? So the first and the easiest, but also sometimes the hardest, some people are just haters. It's not that they don't support you. They don't support anyone. They just hate on anything. And that's, I mean, that's just a version of a person uh, separating ourselves from those people is usually pretty good no matter what the circumstance. The second is what I like to call separation anxiety. So they start to see you chase your dreams and your passions, and then feels a little uncomfortable because you are starting to go a little bit further than they are, and they have that reflection of themselves staying in the same place and you, you know, separating or creating that gap between you and them. Uh, the third. And this one, it feels like love, but it also is shitty, still the same, is they did go after their passion or their thing, and they failed. And so now they're putting their experience with their thing onto you. And so it's not necessarily that they don't support you, but they might not want you to feel the same way that they did, right? So they're trying to, quote, unquote, protect you from that vast world out there when you don't want protection, you just want uh, an ear sometimes or just feeling the support of the people that you love or, you know, we have that feeling that when they don't support us, it's like they don't believe in us. But really that one is a lack of belief in their self being projected onto you. And then the last one and the one that I feel like is not talked about enough is think about what happens when you go off on this risky adventure for you to level up in anything you're going to have to change. That means your time management is going to have to change. It means that the people around you is going to change. It means that you as a person are going to have to learn more, grow more. And on the other side of that thing, when you get there, and I believe that you're going to get there, on the other side of that thing, you are a different person. And so the people in your life may not show as much support because they love who you are right now in their life. And all this change that's going to occur, what if they don't fit on the other side, right? Because that's going to happen. You're going to lose people, especially when you expand and grow. Some people are going to grow with you, and some are going to have to be left behind. And that's an unfortunate fact, but it is a fact. And so they're actually afraid of just losing the person that they love. Even if they know that you may, for you, be a better person, 
they're just really concerned about your place in their life. Um, one thing that I want to mention about all of these is it has to deal with the other person's belief system, not with yours. And so whether it's someone that's close to us or someone else, their belief and support doesn't have anything to do with what's actually going on. It's their viewpoint of your situation, which does not matter because what you eat don't make them shit. Right? So what you're putting into it, you're there every day, every second. You're going through it. So find that self-belief. And if you get, you know, lean into the people who do believe you and support you. And you know what? Figure out where they fit in these four if they don't and let them live. And they may have to live from a distance because you are trying to build and cultivate something new for you. So these are the reasons why people don't support us. But at the end of the day, it does not matter if you keep that belief that sent you on that mission, on that journey anyway. Hmm. Now, it is a tough one because it's something that we all have to deal with. But we're going to move on now to the thing that I've been using that has been super helpful to me. And this week, it's Element. Now, we'll say horrendous marketing. Uh, Element is an electrolyte supplement that I use. I say horrible marketing because it's spelled L-M-N-T and pronounced element, uh, which is actually really dope. But people, I mean, I started off like, oh, it's L-M-N-T. Like, no, bro, it's, it's, it's element. No, don't, don't tell me what I know. Anyway, uh, really great product. The reason I love this one, this electrolyte product in comparison to others, a lot of them have sodium, a lot of them have potassium, a lot of them have magnesium. Um, it's around the same price point. Uh, I've seen ways to get it a little bit less expensive and if you want to get it if you get it and you start to like it reach out to me wake up warrior podcast i have a little trick that helps you get some boxes for free but the reason i like this one specifically is that there's a thousand milligrams of sodium now there's a whole bunch of people who just checked out from the podcast because they have demonized salt and salt is the enemy well in reality salt is really important it's involved in most of our contractions so like contractions is like when we tighten muscles so we pick things up when we move things it's sodium's being involved and so it's very useful but it's also something that we lose and it's not something that we naturally gain or build in our bodies we have to add it in ways of nutrition. So I love the element because it does have a lot of sodium. So if you're an endurance athlete, but also if you live in warmer climates like Florida, where you're naturally just going to sweat a little bit more, uh, just based on the region that you're in, it is quick. It's easy. It is very tasty. I will say though, I, I love the flavors, right? So these ones are watermelon salt, one of my favorites. Um, I love the citrus salt. Uh, it's essentially just a lime flavor. I actually mix all of them with my protein, my vanilla protein, but this one actually tastes really good with the vanilla protein, almost like a fruity pebbles. And then the mango chili, also really good. Personally, I'm not big into the chocolate varieties, but I must say that I don't like much chocolate anything. So it's not my cup of tea, but Element as a whole, their flavors are solid. I think the composition of electrolytes is really great. And if you check their website, the, the, the link will be in the description here. You'll also be able to look at the science behind why they chose that much sodium. One of those things that's demonized in the fitness industry because it was very easy to, like, oh, just cut this out. And for people who are inactive, I would say uh, adding sodium is not 
super helpful. But for those of us who are up moving and grooving, even oh, um, moving the kids around to the next thing, super important to have. Uh, so one or two of those, depending on your activity level a day, I think could be really helpful uh, moving forward. Now, obviously that is going to help with wellness, but this week's wellness tip is just a little bit different, right? This week's wellness tip actually deals with your daily routine. And we're going to talk about facing the fear first, right? Something in the routine that I've been doing that I've seen has been really helpful to me. So let me ask you this easy, easy question. Would you rather push a boulder up a hill or push the boulder down the hill? Most people are going to say, I'd rather push the boulder down the hill because we all intuitively know at some point we're probably chasing the boulder down. Now, when we're setting up our day, though, we typically, and I don't know if this is you, but it has been me in the past, we're typically putting that boulder, we're, we're, we're putting the things that we fear or anxious about later in the day. And so that becomes an uphill battle to that moment as opposed to facing that fear first getting through it and end up pushing it down. So let's just say it's a sales call. I'm nervous about this sales call and uh, it, it really has a lot to do with my business and I end up putting it later in the day, right? If I attack it first, if I make it the first thing of the day, what happens, right? The first thing that happens is I'm probably more alert, right? So then I'm also probably a little bit more efficient on the call as it is. I'm alert. I haven't gotten all these things going on. So the efficiency of that feared thing probably is better than if you did it later in the day. Second, after it's done, everything else is downhill. Everything else feels like a breeze, right? And then third, and I think probably one of the more important things here is when we put it later in the day, because it is the feared or anxious thing, everything else we do before it has remnants of that because we're thinking about it. Oh, it has to be done. So if we do it first, not only is everything else feeling down the hill, we can be more present with those things that we're doing. So the wellness tip of this week is over the next couple of weeks, when you're managing your daily routine and schedule, put the things you fear first, face the fear first and see the enjoyment that you have for the rest of the day, but also going into uh, the week, you know, that compounding over the week. If you do it, please come back in the comments or reach out to me personally and let me know how it's affected your overall productivity, efficiency, things like that. I've seen personally, it's one of the things that makes life a little bit easier for me, Be again, because you're pushing that boulder down the hill. This week's win of the week. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This person is going to show up as one of the winners or one of the wins of the week probably pretty constantly in different ways. It is none other than my favorite human in the entire world, Ava Joy. That's my daughter. And this week she had her first basketball game ever. She's playing middle school sports. So she's playing for her school team. She had to try out. She made the team. She's in sixth grade. Uh, the team is sixth to eighth grade and she is starting. She knows she's starting. The reason that she has the win of the week or is the winner of the week is because of the fact that she was pretty afraid. She was a pr <laughs> pretty afraid. She was pretty afraid going into the game. And we've talked about it here on the podcast before. You really can't truly have courage without fear. But that fear of the unknown, I mean, 
she's played basketball obviously a little bit, but she didn't really pick the game up until this summer. She is athletic and she's been super focused on learning the fundamentals of the game. And she goes out, she has a decent game. Now, I, I, I'll say it here, just like I said it to her, it wasn't the greatest basketball game. But for the amount of, not even skill, but the amount of experience that she has with the game, it was a really solid game. And although she says that she was afraid, you didn't see it from her on the court. She didn't shy away. She may have been nervous while doing those things, but she faced that fear, overcame it, and put together a solid game. I was super proud of her for even stepping on the court. Because honestly, um, I let fear overcome me a ton as a kid. I like just so much. And uh, I would check out or not do things and, you know, come up with some excuse to do it. And she faces it. And so she's the winner of the week, not because it was just the first game, but how she approaches that and almost anything in life. She's willing to try even in the face of uncertainty. And I think that's a lesson that so many of us can take. So the win, the win and the winner of the week is facing adversity or facing the uncertain and goes to Ava Joy, my favorite human in the world. Before we get out of here, let's talk about the morning minute. And today's morning minute is going to be about the loggers. We have Paul and Joe, who are both wood choppers. They cut logs into firewood. And at the end of each day, whoever has cut the most firewood actually ends up getting paid just a little bit more. Now, over the last few weeks, Joe has constantly had a little bit more than Paul. Paul's pissed because Paul feels, yo, I know I'm working more than Joe. Joe's slacking off. I feel it. I feel like I'm constantly working. I'm constantly grooving. I don't know how he's, he's just a lucky dude, I guess. He's just been lucky the last couple of weeks. So Paul says, you know what? I'm going to challenge Joe to a little log off tomorrow. And says, Joe, whoever chops the most firewood tomorrow, they're going to take all the money for the day. Now, Joe's not afraid of competition at all. He loves to compete. So he said, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. So 8 a.m., they both start. They're going, hacking at it. They're going after it. And after about an hour, Paul hears Joe's axe stop. And he's thinking, okay, great, great time to capitalize. Paul keeps going at it, hacking, hacking. After about 15, 20 minutes, he hears Joe start up again. So Paul has this great idea. I'm just going to pace with him. And they're chopping together almost in unison. Paul's getting tired. But then again, about an hour later, he hears Joe's axe stop. He was about to stop and take a little break, but he's like, no, again, I'm going to get a little ahead. And so about, again, 15, 20 minutes, and then he hears Joe start back up, and he's chopping, and this goes on all day. So they get to the counter. Paul's got his chest up. He's ready to go. He knows he's been going at it all day, and we know who won this, Joe. Now, Paul is pissed. There is no way, because I've been chopping all day. I didn't take any breaks every single hour. Joe was taking these 15, 20-minute breaks. Essentially feels like he's being lazy or had to cheat. And he he says, yo, I know you cheated. I've heard you all day taking these breaks, and I've been at it. Joe looks at him a little confused because he knows that every hour after he finished an entire log, he wasn't taking a break and just chilling. He was actually sharpening his axe. And when Paul realizes this, dumbfounded, <sighs> takes a sigh of relief, hands over his cash, and takes off. Now, this story hits me because me personally, 
I am really locked in for an hour to an hour and a half. So 60 to 90 minutes, I can really focus. And then I need at least 20 minutes. So that's why, I mean, it's almost exactly the same, right? That's why the story hit me because I need at least 20 minutes to refresh. Usually I take a walk. Sometimes I'll read. That's when I eat, right? Like the scheduled breaks. And what Paul realized, and also I realized, is that it's not just taking a break, but what you do in that break that matters, right? Usually it's something that's personally fulfilling for me. It's a walk for me. It's reading. It's, you know, eating something that's nourishing, right? It's not, I'm not just sitting down watching TV. There's something going on that is sharpening the ax for when I get back to work. And so two things that we need to take into the rest of the week is this. First, who is competition right now for us in our heads? Who do we view as competition that we probably, if we took the time to reframe that thought and that viewpoint, we could probably turn into someone who could give us some valuable information. And then two, where are the opportunities to sharpen the ax for you? Not just taking a break. And don't get me wrong, a nice 20-minute break can help you refocus. But in that break, or along with some of those breaks, where can we sharpen the ax so that we can get back and have a little bit more productivity? Because it's not just the work, but the efficiency of the work. Something to think about for the rest of the week. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Again, leave that review and share it with a friend if you can. Take care and be well.